Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Vikings Talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a therapy session. A therapy session and a half today on Vikings Ventline. Uh, we appreciate you stumbling into the most fan-friendly interactive and on days like today therapeutic show in all of minnesota sports this is vikings vetline on the purple daily youtube channel where we turn the show over to you guys uh vikings fans to express your thoughts on what just happened in every single vikings game and wow there's a lot to dissect from this one vikings fall to Owen three interception in the end zone to drop their record uh winless in three games Phil Mackey, Judd Zolged from U.S. Bank Stadium's press box, and Declan here. If you'd like to get on the show, you can send a request to vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many as we can within 90 minutes or so. Um, the show is presented by our friends at TCL, which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Learn more at tcl.com and inspire greatness which the Vikings aren't doing right now, uh, with TCL. Judd, your just quick thoughts here right off the top of your head as uh, you're digesting things from a sad U.S. Bank stadium. Well, if I'm digesting this, I'd like to puke it up because this was disgusting. Um, this is a game that, that the Chargers, who, by, by the way, have a special quarterback. We'll talk about this, but I mean, Justin Herbert's a special player. But other than that, the Chargers did everything they could to give you this game. I think of all three games that the Vikings have played, this was the biggest no, you take it. We're the Chargers. We don't want it. And I mean, when they don't make it, when they run that asinine play on fourth down and inches instead of a quarterback sneak and they give you the ball back and you are basically on the doorstep and you can't score for the second time in two series when you're down that close. And if you go back through all of the plays in this game in which the Vikings had chances, this game on every, I think this is the most pathetic performance of the entire season so far. I think this team was not prepared again. They played an asinine game. I, I mean, just look at this entire game. Look at the game flow. Look at the fact that Justin Jefferson didn't see the ball for a quarter. There's no excuse for for that. I understand you want to establish the run game, but Alexander Madison, first of all, does not have much of a burst, and second of all, is a walking time bomb to fumble, which he did, and they and fortunately for the Vikings, they were both blown dead. Um, but there is nothing about this game. This game was there for the taking. Home crowd, really a must-win, 
And in every way, shape, or form from coaching on down, in my opinion, you piss this game away. So I am very disgusted by this performance. I'm going to save, uh, obviously, my hot take for tomorrow. but uh, And a pie chart, by the way. I already got the oven preheating. As yeah, Chef, Chef Declan for for tomorrow. Gl- we'll go I'm live at 9 a.m. tomorrow, a day after uh, the aftermath. I'm glad but uh, this was an absolute dud. Just another absolute dud for the Vikings. I like Judd's point of they, the Chargers were trying to outcharger you, and somehow they still end up winning this game, like basically backdooring their way in. Yeah, inexcusable that JJ doesn't get a target throughout the entire first quarter. I mean, you can make a case for these fluke random things that happen with these fumbles and weird interceptions and stuff, but just a not ideal start to the season to go to 0-3. Yeah, it's funny because like Judd uses a lot of words like pathetic and unprepared and all these things, and I I don't I didn't see it that way. I don't think the Vikings the Vikings and this doesn't mean anything. You can hang the banner if you want to. The Vikings are a good zero and three team, but another fumble by the way, right out of the gate. Like you kind of mentioned yeah. it with Madison, and they got lucky on that second fumble. They blew that thing dead. Actually, Hawkinson had the first fumble. Then Madison had the second fumble that wasn't really a fumble because they were been a super quick on that whistle. Yep. Yeah, so they got super lucky. So I don't know. I mean, they spent a whole week ordering things from Amazon and poking and yeah. prodding players in the hallways and at practice and at breakfast and lunch, and they come out of the gate right away on the first drive. Um, I just think they can move the ball at will at times. Um but there's just some missing ingredient with this team so far this season when it comes to closing a game or when it comes to just not dropping a ball and finishing a drive. They've had probably three touchdowns that have been squandered, two on the goal line this season, and then one in the red zone today uh, to start the game. So yeah, it doesn't mean anything because they're 0-3, and ultimately your record is what matters in the NFL. But I don't think this is the same 0-3 team as some, like if the Bears fall to 0-3. That's not the same 0-3. But it ultimately doesn't matter. And if the math was not on your side, starting 0-2 and making the playoffs, the math is even worse at 0-3. And now there's going to be a lot of forward-thinking discussions, I think, in uh, the Vikings fan community and Vikings media here, regardless of what happens at Carolina. So uh, let's turn it over, Dex, if, uh, if you're ready to do it. To Vikings fans here, Vikings vent line. Who's first out of the gate here? I'm assuming this is just going to be a lengthy therapy session for people. All right, let's uh, let's kick things off with Zach. Zach's going to be our leadoff hitter on vent line. Zach, what's up, buddy? Hey, Zach. What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? We got you, man. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I watch you guys every day. I work from home. Just want to thank you for all the content. You guys are the best. Thanks, Zach. Um, especially on days like this where I want to pull all of my hair out. Now, this is here's the problem, and in, in my opinion. Um, there should have been a, a rebuild that started when Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell were hired. Now, we decided to do this thing called competitive rebuild. Well, it's not looking very competitive uh, at this point. Um, I have five players on the offense I think you could probably keep at this point. Everybody else is fair game for trade. That would be JJ, TJ, uh, Addison, Darisaw, and O'Neal on the defensive side of the ball. I've only got four. Uh, I've got Pace, Murphy, Bynum, and Metellus. Metellus is surprisingly stepping up in positions where you're asking him to do a lot, and he's trying. Um, I think that people are going to be calling for Brian Flores' head. I don't think that's fair. I think that the the scheme is a lot better than Donatel's. But, again, you're playing with bargain bin defensive players because you can't afford anybody because you're paying a plucky 36-year-old who you're hoping will suddenly get how to quarterback. Um I say trade Cousins today. I would trade Hunter by Monday as well. 
Daniil Hunter showed up, what, twice today? And we're paying him how much? And we're dealing with the drama every offseason? Just move him. You know, there's a team out there who will give you something back for it. Um, I say Kwesi Dofomensa's in over his head. He's What are stock guys really good at doing? Telling rich people what they want to hear, which is I know how to run a football team. Um, clearly he doesn't. And my last one, and then I'll get out of here and move on. Um, God, man, Sanchez is as bad at calling football games as he is at playing in football games. Uh, line of the day today was it's uh, it's third down, but really it's second down. Yeah. No, it's not. It's still <laughs> third down. It's it's a four down game, Mark. Unbelievable. Just and then Kirk, Kirk really, feathered, really feathered that ball in a few times yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. It was a butt fumble. And, uh, you know, the refs bailed us out over and over. We had the zebras on our side. I mean, Madison, and that's the last thing I've got to say as well, is no more touches for Madison. We're not supposed to say it in football, but he's got the yips. And he just does. you got to hold your breath when you hand him the ball. It's unbelievable. But thank you so much, guys. You guys are the best. Keep this train rolling, you know. Uh, oh, and then the golfers last night, too. Oh, oh no God. time to get into that. Uh, no, don't even weekend. start. It's been a rough weekend. Been... That's all I'm saying. Wow. And uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan, too. And watched those two games come down to the wire at the last second last night. I went to bed a little, a little angry. And then this today. Yeah. Zach with a great job there, I think. That great call. Representing... A lot of Vikings fans. Let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line. Who's next? Uh, let's go to Dadrian next. Dadrian, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, hey. Uh, all right. So I don't know who Jonathan Bullard is, but shout out to him. I think he played pretty well today. He stepped up the middle. I'm like, who's this guy? So that was pretty cool. Uh, I'd rather lose with the Vikings than win with any other team. But man, they are making it tough. Like, it's the worst D in the league with injuries. And Jada didn't get a touch until like 30% through the game. That's absurd. Like, this is, it's getting ridiculous. Shout out to Surly before I die. I'm thinking, though, I'm 33. I'm thinking at the end of this season, which we might have to start doing like an in memoriam. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this season, guys. Like, this is, this is ruthless. Uh, I don't know why they didn't clock it there. They wasted so much time. Like, it just blew my mind. Yeah, what was – so I, it wound up not really mattering. I mean, there was chaos and confusion. I don't know if that factored into just threading a needle there. But, what, like, did they think the clock was stopped? Jeb, were you, you're kind of 30,000 feet inside the stadium. But they let 20 seconds run off the clock and, like, had to rush that first down play. I have no clue what they were thinking. Like, I was watching it go, and, well, I answer me this. In the in the second, so the penultimate possession where it was second down and goal, if I'm not mistaken, and they take all three of their starting receivers off the field to run a heavy package that has CJ Ham and all three tight ends. They went 23 personnel, and then they give it to Madison, who just gets stopped. Why would you ever take Justin Jefferson? I don't care what the package is. Why would you ever take him off the field? Because once you do that, everyone knows you're going to run the ball and it's probably going to be a guy that you can stop. I mean, there's a lot of questions off this. I, it was a poorly coached game. The play calling was bad today. Yeah, there was Daydream, a lot sorry, of bad we, play calls. Yeah. Let's go back to Daydream and we can keep rocking. <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I, I hope people don't call for Flores' head. Like after watching Donichelle last year, like, man, I love, I love Flores. I hope, I think he's the best coach on the roster. So if we get a, so I'm, I'm happy with that. I really got much else to say, boys. 
My girlfriend's just like, why, why are you, why are you shaking? I'm like, I love this team too much, but man, it's got to stop because <laughs> I ain't gonna be here very long. Yeah, thank you. Well, I appreciate the content. Good stuff from from Daydrian there. Let's keep it rocking here. Vikings vent line. Please click the like button and the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel if you haven't yet. We're uh, we're building a massive Vikings community here with your help. So we appreciate you uh, stopping by here today. Who's next? All right, let's go to Rabbi oh, Amir. Amir. Hey guys, what's up, buddy? Uh, that was, I mean, the worst part is that midway through the game, I'm like, all right, we got to just tank. And then all of a sudden they, they bring you back in and you're cheering for them. It is fireable to not have your team ready to go, to go clock it in that, in that last sequence. And then why is Ty Chandler not getting more touches? He explodes through the hole every time he touches the ball. And it's great to watch. Um, I just, and I know I'm going to watch next week and cheer for them to win again, even though we, we shouldn't, and the season's got to be over, and we got to tank for a good quarterback. My only hope is, I know you guys earlier this week mentioned that maybe they're, like, playing 40 chess and just, like, making it look like they're trying to win. So, I, otherwise, that was a, just embarrassing, the whole the whole thing. Um, for everybody who's celebrating Yom Kippur tonight, uh, have a good holiday and a sweet new year. Uh, thank you for letting me vent for a minute. I can't go into this holiday angry. It's not healthy for me, so uh, I appreciate it. And uh, campaigning for Purple Daily Chaplain, so... Let's get it. Let's go. Awesome. Hang in there. Rabbi Amir jumping on here on this holiday for him. Um, what do you, cause he, he's going to be, I think one of many people that are going to bring up, Hey, tank for uh clank for Caleb or, uh, you know, butt fumble for Bo, you know, whatever the people that come back and say, why are you focused on the quarterback of all the things you could focus on? Why are you focused on the quarterback? Well, I think we saw it today. I'm, uh, Kirk's stats are fine, and Kirk did make some good good throws, but Kirk Cousins looked skittish in the pocket. Um, I mean, just oh, so here's why. Here's the simplest reason why. If you're a Kirk Stan, and by the way, I get it, but if you're a Kirk Stan, sit down again and watch today's game and watch the Chargers quarterback and watch the Vikings QB. That's why. Now, now what you can come back and say is, well, yeah, but do you trust Quazy? Do you trust the Vikings to find that guy? And I would say, well, depending on where, where you draft, that might be a very good point. But that being said, if you're asking me, what do I want? Justin Herbert put on a clinic today. The Chargers had no run game. They basically used the short pass game as their substitute. But Justin Herbert put on a clinic today. That touchdown pass that he threw, uh, I think it was on fourth and goal, was a laser, but it was perfectly placed. It's a gorgeous pass. Kirk doesn't make that pass. So that's why. The reason yeah. why is watch Justin Herbert play football and understand that's what you're shooting for. I will just say this about, about Justin Herbert. That was one of the most incredible quarterback performances I've ever seen. And it, right. was, it was so much like short, intermediate. There was pressure on a regular basis. On five or six different occasions, he took what likely would have been a sack with you know, 30 other quarterbacks in the league and turn it into a first down or a touchdown by just being a lot more athletic than maybe you think when you just sort of watch him walk onto a football field. He's got a crazy arm. That touchdown pass he threw, I think it was the Chargers' first touchdown pass. And um, the Vikings had a free rusher coming in. It was an RPO. He fakes a handoff. Rushers coming, it might have been Daniel Hunter, coming in free, and Herbert doesn't even move his feet. Ball is snapped, does not move his feet, fakes the handoff, eats that rusher, and throws like a three-quarter arm sidearm frisbee 
out into the flat, you know, just stuff like that where if you're just looking at the box score, well, you know, three touch they both had three touchdowns. They both had God watch the way that he's picking up some of these first downs and some of these touchdowns. It's it really is a guy that's elevating above a questionable coach and, you know, a, a starting running back being out, an offensive line that can be kind of rickety and a defense that's awful. That Chargers defense is not very good. And Justin Herbert today, as he has a lot in his Chargers career, just sort of overcame all of it. All right, let's yeah. keep it rocking. Yeah, Vikings, Vikings Ventline here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Sam next. Sam, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. Oh, what's up, guys? Uh, that game was tough to watch, man. They uh, Just like the little things, like the offensive line getting those penalties, uh, KJ missing that, or I guess Kirk and KJ missing that catch, catch at the end of the game. This is Jasper. Just wanted to give oh. a shout-out to Nutrisource. Oh. He's a Nutrisource dog as well. Wow. Love it. <laughs> awesome. uh, I love, look at, I love look at Jasper. Uh, Jasper Jasper doesn't care about wins or losses or tanking for quarterbacks. <laughs> Jasper just wants a scoop of Nutrisource, which you can find, by the way, at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. You know, we got we went to uh to Chuck and Don's today to get Maya some more Nutrisource chicken and rice to get her some more of these salmon flavored uh, little training treats. And so she, I was sitting there yelling at the TV and Maya was like, I'm good. I got the training treats rock and roll. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. OK, back to yeah, Sam. Jasper's trying to get outside to get some of those Nutrisource treats. Uh, but anyway, that game was tough. I needed one more Justin Jefferson catch to hit a nice parlay on underdog fantasy as well. So the lack of targets in the first quarter was tough as well. But yeah. thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Sam Thank and you. Jasper, thanks for coming on, you guys. There were also three passes that Kirk threw to Jefferson in the third quarter that were nowhere near him. Now, I know he got hit sometimes, okay? But, but the whole thing is put it in his vicinity, and he's got a shot. There were at least three passes. Third quarter, I think each one of them, nowhere near him. Yeah, this was a um, – I, I don't understand it. I don't even get what the game plan was because everything you do should be to unlock Jefferson. And it's like the Vikings were – instead of saying we're going to prove that the run game is a threat and then go to the pass game, it's sort of like they decided, you know what, we got Cam Akers, but we like Alexander Madison a lot, so let's give him a real chance. It's not the so – now he's here. Yeah, he's but- here to – just to create the threat of the run game so you can start to pass the ball and unlock that part of it. And 18 is the focal point. You know, but again, I could I could sort of counter some of this and say, dude, the, Justin Jefferson went for 149 yards today, despite not being targeted in the, he was a huge factor in this game. And, and so early in this game, I put the field goggles, the field glasses on him. And I'm going to tell you right now, he was in single coverage a lot. This could have been a 12 catch game. This should have been a 12-catch game. That defense is exploitable. They were so bound and determined to prove that Alexander Madison can run the football. What are you doing? He's there. The only reason why that run game is there is so 18 can eat. Yeah, and he, by the way, he he, he did. He, he, Alexander Madison had a good game on the ground. Now, the, 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 the Butterfinger uh, forearms, yeah. we got to stop with that. I still think Ty Chandler should be getting more than three carries to Alex Madison's 20. But I can sit here and say, listen, man, like they did the the way this game was supposed to go. It sort of went like Chargers and Vikings are two weird teams. They've got 
kind of rickety trenches. You can gain yards on the on the opposing defense. You've got weapons at wide receiver, and you've got backup caliber running backs. They're actually really similar teams when you sort of lay them out on paper. And uh, and I could have made the argument that the way this game went up and down the field, the Chargers were probably going to score 27 or 28 points, and the Vikings had to score 30 to 31 and win the game 31 to 28. And the Vikings came up one big play short in what should have been a shootout victory. And once they give you the ball at the end with a chance to win and they run a stupid fourth down play, what I find to be inexcusable is you don't take that and score a touchdown. You're at home. Like, there, there's just no excuse for it. That's funny. We can save a lot of this stuff for, like, tomorrow, too. But I thought that was a great decision by the Chargers to go for it on fourth down. It was. Because if you, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I agree with you that. You said no, no, stupid no. decision. Stupid decision on the play call. I'm sorry. Got it. Okay. The play call was awful. Herbert, okay. sneak. He's six foot something. No, no, no. Play call. The play. The play call was stupid. The the um, actual decision was very smart. Sorry. Yeah, because if you if you get it, the game's over in a game in which yep. you've gained you're you know right. five hundred yards of offense. You're on the you, road. If you don't right. get it, the Vikings probably. Well, I was wrong on this, but the Vikings probably score with time on the clock, and now you can come back down. So, anyways, who's next on Agreed. Vikings Ventline therapy session here? All right, let's go to Zach next year. Zach, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings Ventline. Hey guys, uh, first off, I want to say I watch your show like every day. This is my second time on Ventline and I'm thrilled. Uh, awesome, man. I'm trying, I've been trying to like bring myself down because my kids are wondering what the hell's going, sorry, what the heck's going on because I've been jumping up and down, screaming at the TV, losing my mind. I mean, oh, okay, so I was gonna come on and just wreck Quessy, right? Because I think. There is some kind of blind loyalty going on here, and I don't know if it's like Quessy. Well, I I drafted Ingram, I signed Madsen. We can't take them out, whatever. Or if it's a coaching decision of like we've spent all off season with these guys, we have all of these systems implemented, and we don't want to just in a pivotal game rip those guys out, put in two newbies, and just hope for the best. Also, you got to wonder, you know. TJ missed all, all, you know, preseason. He, he, you know, came in fresh. He was, had a big game last game, but then this game, what do you have? Like four, four receptions or five? TJ maybe? Hawkinson. He, he wound up with eight for 78. He had a couple catches okay. on that last drive. It seemed like nil, right? It seemed like he didn't show up till the end there. Um, also, it's like you're, you're coaching against Brandon Staley. You get the <laughs> ball basically in the red zone and it, the game is gift wrapped for you how do you come up with nothing in two trips to the red zone within the final four minutes situational masters kevin like come on dude i coach high school lacrosse i'm a, I'm a head coach of a of our local lacrosse team and i don't know i love the culture that the Vikings have had. I mean, guys taking blame, nobody's passing things off. I mean, the culture is what you want, right? Doesn't matter if you're not winning games, uh, a la PJ Fleck. It, it's just, it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're not winning games. KOC's a great coach, obviously. He, he's got the team behind him, whatever. But some of these decisions are very suspect. And to not pull out Ingram at half and put in Reisner after two huge, a huge penalty 
and a huge sack given up. If we yeah. don't have Ingram and Madison on this team today, we win this game. Dude, wow. Dude, Zach coming in Great hot stuff, here. Zach. Lacrosse coach Zach. Let's go. Love the passion. Love the passion. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ed Ingram can't play next week, right? If you're well, well. I mean, if you're trying to if you're trying to finish with the fifth overall draft pick, he should probably start every game the rest of the season. But if you're trying to win at Carolina, that dude can't play, right? There's no way that guy can start next week. No, I would just move. I mean, we've talked about this. I move Cleveland to right guard because he's not great. But he, you know, Ed Ingram spent the half the game on his ass today. Like I, he literally gets whipped around. And and if Bradbury's not not back, I saw you know between um, Schlotman and. Ed, I saw them both get whipped around. I mean, it no, no. You Brian O'Neill looked like he, Brian O'Neill had a couple bad penalties yeah, he today, and he yeah, he did he not look. They like had some today. They they had some stupid penalties. I mean, both both teams made some stupid mistakes today, penalty wise. That was inexplicable. Yeah. All right, therapy session continuing here. Vikings zero and three after a twenty eight twenty four loss to the Chargers. Who's next, Declan? All right, we got John, and I think he's outside of US Bank Stadium. John, what's up, buddy? Can you guys hear me? John is definitely yes, outside U.S. Bank Stadium. In the sky. Right yeah. Nice day. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Can you yep. hear us, John? Uh, so, first off, I want to say Alexander Madison on that second-to-last drive, he he got touched at the one-yard line, and he's standing straight up. Bounce off the tackle and dive in the end zone. He got hit by one guy, and he falls right down. Like, how does that happen? And he should be benched next. I want to see Cam Akers and Ty Chandler split carries next week. Yeah, Cam Cam Akers was inactive for this game. Uh, love love the shot from outside the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for right thanks for chiming in. Yeah, um, and he he was in fact KOC said on Friday that Cam Akers was not going to play today, and he did not. Now here's what they're concerned about with Ty Chandler because Ty Chandler actually has a burst. Like the problem is Madison's got like two gears. He's got first and second, and then he chugs along. And yeah. so it's not hard to stop him. Ch- Ty Chandler's got like four gears. The problem is, and I saw this at least once. If it calls for pass protection, he just gets blown up. I yeah. I think he had he had a linebacker who was probably the size of a safety that he was supposed to pick up, and he just got annihilated. But that being said, Cam Akers is better in pass protection. I tend to agree with that. I would I would give you a heavy dose of Akers and Chandler next week, and I would tell Madison, hey dude, you're a great guy. Teammates love you, all that good stuff. But like, here's my question. And look, statistically, he, he was fine. But when you watch him play, what does he really provide? You know, there's no real breakaway threat. I'll, I'll give this to, to Dalvin Cook from a year ago. Dalvin Cook was obviously regressing. But every once in a while, you did get the breakaway. There's no breakaway here. He's tried. There's no breakaway here. So Akers and Chandler, to me, are the two guys I use against the Panthers next week. I don't know that Akers has breakaway at this point after a couple of big time injuries. But you know, Chandler but does is agreed, what I'm saying. So like use on Akers Chandler. on on the pass protection situations. I I just think you've got to you've got to accept the fact that if you're going to hand the ball off, come up with some schemes in which Chandler is on the field. Don't um, don't put him in pass protection and and be shocked and pissed off when he doesn't do the job there. He's not good at it. We can see that. Or if you're him, it's like, dude, learn how to pick up blitzes and learn how to it i guess what i want to know is is it he's not reading what he's supposed to be reading or is it that he just gets out leveraged and he can't he literally can't physically stop because there was a couple times where it just looked like physically he was getting pushed around in pass protection 
But either way, it's like, dude, it's your second year in the NFL. This is your ticket now. This is this. Is, you don't have a starting caliber running back on the roster, and Ty Chandler is easily the fastest, best burst running back, right? Uh, NFC North update real quick here. So the Lions beat the Falcons twenty to six today. So they moved to two and one, two games up on the Vikings. The Packers were down seventeen nothing in the fourth quarter at home against the Saints. Derek Carr goes down with an injury in the second half. The Saints did not score a point in the second half. And the Packers score 18 unanswered to win that game in the fourth quarter, oh, wow. 18 to 17. So the Packers move to two and one. And uh, the the poor Bears, the Bears are in Kansas City at Arrowhead right now with, according to Adam Schefter, Taylor Swift in attendance yep. to watch oh, she's the, Kelsey. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. oh, so this is getting real. It's getting Apparently real, man. That's so. man. Chiefs leading seven to nothing in that game. Travis Kelsey with two catches for thirty-four yards in front of his new, his new boo. Well, Taylor. I hope the Bears can shake it off when they get blown out. Oh wow! There you go. Wow, well, yeah, loving red. Yeah, yeah, red. yeah hey kids, yeah, hey kids. Here. Yeah, that's right. Good job, the Sports dad. Sports dad. Yep. Yep. All right, who's next? Let's go to Tanner. Tanner, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Third Tanner. I'm on the show. I was here for the Eagles one, I think, last year and some other game. Um, hey, Tanner, has anyone ever told you who you like, which Minnesota athlete you look like? People tell me I look like Greg Olson. I could see Greg Olson. Okay. I, see I was going to say Jason, Jason Kubel. I don't know. If I oh, know my God. <laughs> right? It is. I'll look that it's one up for like sure. He's a, he's a twins player from like 10 years ago. If you Google Jason Kubel, I mean, if he's there's not anyone like a I think would want to look like it'd be like Chris Hemsworth, probably or something. Okay, okay. Could see right. that, of course. <laughs> but uh, anyways, zero and three now. Crazy. I didn't not expect this coming to the season. Um, also, I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan too, so it's been a tough weekend. Nonetheless, the Angels are terrible. Show you, Tony's gone. I'm about to jump ship from them. Probably be a Baltimore Orioles fan or something. Um, <laughs> uh, so a few things for you. So the the play calling, like you were saying earlier, Judd, it was atrocious in my opinion i mean the for youtube on that last drive the second it was uh they missed the pass in the first the first play and then the second play they ran the ball like it's straight up the gut and it's just that blunt like it didn't do anything with it i thought it was ridiculous um anyways also um i think a good idea now if we aren't if we are going to tank trade try to trade cousins for a first round pick i mean i think the jets would give up first round pick for him I mean, with how desperate they are, Dude. try to get like a second and a six for Daniel Hunter, build draft capital and try to ho- hopefully jump up in the draft and get a quarterback. Um, as for running backs, I think Ty Chandler should definitely be playing a lot more. He looked like he had some bursts there. Madison can't hold on to the ball, clearly. Um, and other than that, uh, someone who I think they should look for after I watched the Boise State game this weekend was – Take a late round flyer when he comes into the league on Ashton Genty. You know who that okay. is. He's a running back, really good running back from them. He's a shorter guy, but he's got some bursts and he's he's shifty. So, I mean, I, I know running back really isn't the big deal right now, but I think we need to try to do something to just get this team even younger and get all the money off of Cousins. You know, find a way to do that because Justin Jefferson's going to get paid soon, and I've been betting on him to have 150 yards every week and. You didn't hit this week by one yard, but the last one forty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I love the show. Also, just want to let you guys know, I appreciate your content. I've listened literally every single day. You guys get me through it. Um, and I look forward to the hockey season coming up. I've never been a hockey fan, and all of a sudden now, after hearing about Kaprizov and everything, 
Uh, oh, come on board. There's Judd. You can have Judd's Hockey Judd's, Show. Apple, Spotify, board, YouTube, anywhere yep. you find podcasts. And my guy, Anthony Edwards, what? too. Anthony Edwards. Let's oh, go. You Ant-Man. can find Flagrant Howls on Apple, yep. Spotify, and anywhere you Let's find Throw podcasts. the love all around. I love one it. One last thing. One last thing, too. Some, something to give you a smile, if you can. We got this. The Vikings wall. We got the. It's a Vikings peeing on Wisconsin. Yes. We get the and then Notre Dame, of course, sadly. There it is, man. Wake up. We almost woke up the Echoes on Saturday and then they went back to sleep. Oh, that game had me. I was having heart palpitations. That was crazy. Dude, they had 10. They called a timeout to plan their defense. Here we go. All right, call timeout. And they run 10 players out for the last play out of a timeout. I was out of the Just take a penalty. I was at that game in Ohio State last year, and when they went twenty-one to ten or whatever, the atmosphere there is insane. Almost, almost as insane as Huntington Bank Stadium uh, this upcoming weekend. Oh yeah, it's going to be great on Saturday. I can't wait for Huntington Bank. Um, So uh, Tanner, thank you, thank you, Tanner. Tanner. Thank you. The one thing off Tanner's point is, and I know it's not going to happen. I don't think the Jets can trade their first round pick because it was contingent on Rodgers playing X amount of snaps. And I know he's not going to almost certainly, but I don't think you can trade it now. I think you so tied that So the first that pick and up. the second round picks are I think both frozen. contingent until the end of the year. So, so they, I have, think they have a fro- third round pick, and then they have yep. like next the, the 2025 and, allotment of picks. And I have not seen any any speculation, reckless or otherwise, about Kirk that think uh, a team would give up its first round pick for Kirk right now. Well, Zach Wilson, if the Jets need another nudge here, uh, Zach Wilson threw the ball 36 times today for 150 yards. Yeah, it took him 36 attempts to get to yeah. 150 yards. No well, touchdowns, yeah, they, obviously. They know that. He's just not good. I think, Kirk, I think Kirk would veto it. I really do. Oh, I think I do the, the only thing I think I he too. wouldn't veto is if, like, Brock Purdy went down with an injury and San Francisco said, yeah. uh, we were bluffing on Sam Darnold. He's a backup. Rodgers is going to come back at some point in time. I don't think Kirk I, – I think the only way that Kirk would accept a trade is if the team that was trading for, for him immediately worked out the terms of an extension he wanted. Yeah. I don't think he would go to a place with, with power to veto a trade and be a stopgap. So yeah. I think you're exactly right. Now, a guy who might happily go to another team is Daniel Hunter. If you decided, all right, it's just zero and three, whatever. Even if they win next week, then they get the Chiefs, and then they and then they get the Niners coming up, right? You yeah. could probably get, it'd be really interesting to see if you opened up the phone lines on Daniil Hunter. Are there a couple teams that think they're just like an edge rusher away from winning a Super Bowl? Would you get a first round pick for him? Would you take a second round pick for him? So, all right, Dex, let's keep. Pick. Yeah, let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Nathan next. Nathan, what's up, buddy? You're on Vent Line. What's up, guys? Uh, hey, first man. time caller. I've been listening for years, though. So, these guys, how is a team? I- I'm furious, by the way. How go. is a team so soft? You've got 40 seconds left. You're in the end zone, and you're going to stand there and run 25 seconds off clock. Spike the ball. You know, it. I live in Alabama. I've seen greatness for years. College football, Nick Saban, multiple championships. How are you so soft? You're professionals. You can't hold on to the ball. TJ Hogson ripped out his hand. I'm Dave Madison. I can hold on to the ball longer than Alexander freaking Madison. And I'm 26 with a bum knee. I just don't understand. I'm I'm furious. You guys haven't had Randy on in a minute, so I'm going to say it right now. Alexander Madison, 
You're a dud. 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 <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hope Dude. you have a great day. I'm gonna go cut some grass. So Nathan, good for you, Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. You're awesome. Coming in hot, dude. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing that it wound up probably not mattering. The the 40 seconds run. You know, they ran like 20 seconds off the clock because they converted a first down with like 37 or 40 seconds left. What is the confusion? If the, I hate to be like blame Kirk guy here, but okay, you've got a 35. You're the third oldest quarterback in the NFL. Are you like waiting for someone to tell you what to do from the sidelines? Like that's what it felt like to me. Does Aaron Rodgers need to like, oh, we got a first down. What do we do? What do we do now? Mm-hmm. Oh God, are we spiking it? Are we going to run a play? Dude, make the decision yourself. You're 35 years old. You've been in the NFL for over a decade. You're one of the highest paid players in NFL history. Why are you looking to the sidelines to, to get permission for what to do? So I do. I'm with Nathan on this one, and 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 maybe because they were so panicked, and oh my God, is it? Am I? Do I make a decision? Do you make a decision? Who, but that's not, but that shouldn't be a problem with with O'Connell. The, the whole purpose of O'Connell is so that wouldn't become a problem because that was a problem with Zimmer. Remember? Oh, but it was clearly a problem in the last know, forty seconds of the game. To be today. Solved, but that was supposed to be solved by this whole thing. That's what's, and then, and, that's and, what's and did maddening they not, about this. Did they then not get the play that they wanted in because there was too much miscommunication and shoulder shrugging and, oh, what do we do? I don't know. And, and then they wind up making a bad pass. I don't know. But anyhow. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Therapy session continues here. Vikings Ventline. David, what's up, buddy? You're on that line. Guys, thank you for having me on. Hey, David. I just got to say, I'll be quick here. It's one thing to lose a game. And it's one thing for, you know, us to come out and, you know, be competitive and match the physicality of the other team. I can't honestly remember the last time that I've seen the Vikings come out and dominate a team in the trenches. We have been so bad. On the offensive and defensive lines, it is maddening to me. Um, it's to the point; it's just it's really hard to watch. We have all of these great players: Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson. These guys that we're investing in is building blocks, and I just have to wonder how sustainable that's going to be uh, if our offense will ever really meet its potential due to the fact that we just we're so soft, we're we're not physical at all. Uh, I've been brought up on pretty much the thinking that like you build on your offensive and your defensive lines. Uh, with that said, I do want to ask a question uh, in closing. I'm curious, what percentage chance do you guys give, you know, Justin Jefferson coming back versus maybe requesting a trade at this point, you know? Yeah, David, oh, thanks, stuff, thanks David. for coming on, man. Thanks for the thanks. question. I mean, Jeb, what do you do? He did. He obviously didn't sign an extension. So until he does. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I will say this, there were uh, moments today where I was watching him on the sideline and he looked frustrated and he should be. I mean, they're not, 
moving the ball sufficiently. He doesn't get the ball for a quarter, which made no sense. Um, Kirk throws three passes to, to him that he's got no chance. No one can catch them. So uh, do I think he's going to request a trade? I think it would take a lot more than this. I would think it would take a lot more than an 0-3 start. Um, it would also take sort of a uh, change in his personality. I think he gets frustrated because he's super competitive, but he does not come off as a diva. But that be you know that being said, this this 0-3 start definitely gives everyone who's good a cause to pause. It definitely does. Like there's a lot of things with this start, and and the sad thing is it's proving um, almost everyone who a year ago says said okay, this team won 13 games, but they're not that good. And I think yeah. we all sort of push back, and they're like, okay, yeah, they're getting they're getting fortunate. But as I said last year, you make your breaks as well. Well, guess what? You shoot yourself in the foot as well. Um, I think we're a long. I think we're a long ways from Justin Jefferson requesting a trade. But I do think that these three games have shown sort of a portrait of O'Connell and this team and the coaching and the roster construction. That if you're Justin Jefferson, you're probably not going to completely ignore either. Yeah, I, a couple couple things off this. Uh, just in terms of like the 13 win skeptics being right and proven right this year i mean the answer is yes they are to some extent but everything that was happening for the vikings like the 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 ball rolling in the right direction so many times for the vikings last year winning all those one score games they've now lost four consecutive one score games going back to the playoffs so they're own four now in their last uh four one score games and for those of us that were kind of saying yeah i know i know they're winning games but they're gonna have to plan for some regression here you can't just keep winning games by the thinnest of margins. You you have to give yourself like the Buffalo Bills go into Washington and beat the brakes off the commanders like 37 nothing or something today. You have to be able to win games like that. When's the last time this Vikings team just absolutely beat the brakes off someone? Not this year, obviously. They didn't last year. And no, some, and Zimmer didn't. I mean, we talked about that a ton back then, Phil. Yeah. yeah. No, that's exactly right. But but you also can't look. Philadelphia is a tough team on the road. Primetime game. I understand that, okay? So that's a bad loss, but it's a loss. But you've now lost two home games against subpar competition that you've played down to their level. Yeah. That's, what, that's what makes me, like, I'm literally mad about this because it's just so stupid. Like, Another- what are we doing out there? Another thing, too, you bring up Justin Jefferson and frustration and kind of what's going through his mind. The dumbest thing that I keep hearing from a certain section of like Vikings Twitter and comments is that the Vikings are making a mistake if they move on from Kirk Cousins because Justin Jefferson will never want to be separated from Kirk Cousins. That, that, he, that he's waiting for the Vikings to make sure that Kirk is locked up before he commits because why would he commit to something – that that isn't Kirk Cousins. So you're telling me what is Jefferson? 24? That a 24 year old, one of the greatest receivers in NFL history, is mandating that he has his entire career attached to a now 35 year old mid starting quarterback who can't get out of the pocket like a Justin Herbert or a Jalen Hurts, right? You're telling me Justin Jefferson watches that game today and those two quarterbacks and thinks, you know what? I don't want my team to take a flyer on a 22-year-old stud mobile big-arm quarterback in the draft. So please stop with that ridiculous argument. I'm not saying he hates Kirk or that he wants Kirk gone immediately. I'm just saying, like, stop being afraid that he's going to be upset if the Vikings draft a young quarterback, okay? That's the Kirk stands trying to back into trying to act like, oh, my God, if Kirk's gone, Jefferson's gone, too. 
that's a bunch of crap. No, they, they don't. It's Kirk Cousins has done, I, I mean, for the most part, right by Justin, but they ain't like the tandem that Justin sees as, oh, man, for the next eight years, Kirk's my guy. That's a bunch of crap. And this is another classic game where it wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault that the Vikings lost this game. But if Kirk Cousins was as good as a lot of Kirk's biggest fans think he was, the Vikings would have well, won this game. Well, but the, here's the thing. That game was winnable, and it is Justin Herbert's, um, to his credit, that the Chargers won. So, like, I, I would say look at this game as quarterback versus quarterback and understand that's the comparison. Justin Herbert, if, if you take an average quarterback, league average, so not awful, league average, and put him in a Chargers jersey today and put him on that field, Chargers lose this game. Justin Herbert single-handedly won that game. Now, did he play unbelievably great? I think he probably did, but you could argue, I don't know. Okay, that's not the point. The point is the young man won that game. If Kirk Cousins had equaled, and I'm not talking statistically, take the stats and shove them, I don't care. If Kirk Cousins had equaled Jeff uh, Herbert's performance, the Vikings win that game. You had two chances at the end there. You had two chances to win that that game. And I'm sorry, but the veteran quarterback plays a huge role in that as well. There's also like 10 different mobile quarterbacks that just run for a touchdown on one of those last two drives. And he can't really do that, which yep. isn't really his fault. It's just genetics and it is what it is. But all right, let's go back to Vikings vent lines here. Vikings vent line on the purple daily YouTube channel. Declan, who's next? Let's go to Vikes fan 47. I think he's in a hot tub or a pool. He's got a Corona. It's a therapy spa. It's a therapy spa. Yeah. Uh, Same spot as Nathan, Alabama. Okay. Hey, so where could we go with this one? I'm going to go with, we're going to go with two things. We're too soft and we're too stupid. Kirk Cousins, very tough physically, mentally soft. He didn't know what to do at the end of the game there. We lost like 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. Also too stupid. JJ, love you. We all do get set on a fourth down and goal to go. We're also too soft because in the trenches, we can't score when we have three downs from one yard away. Mm-hmm. A Super Bowl team, a playoff team, a physically tough team puts that pigskin in the end zone. And then as far as the play calling, that RPO with like a minute left. That was weird. Who's going to, Kirk Cousins is going to run? Dude, like, no, no, it was, he was, gonna, he was, he was going to throw us like a, a flare or a screen pass. But, but oh. I think what was interesting about that, it looked like Alexander Madison went rogue and kept the ball because Kirk, Kirk was going to pull the ball. And you, obviously you have to give your quarterback the option and Madison wouldn't let it go. So did, did Madison decide, no, I'm getting these yards. Did he? I don't. It, it was a really weird deal. Yeah, as far as Madison, he I mean he breaks tackles and this and that, but he also fumbles the ball, so he just he can't be trusted. He put the I think twice he put the ball in the turf from impact on the ground. Well, that's foreshadowing that uh, a rough hit. He's gonna he's gonna drop the ball. He's already done it earlier this year. I don't know if Ty Chandler's the issue, but he you know four three speed at the combine he might help. Yeah. Uh, Cam Akers too. Cam Akers pretty shifty. He's actually for a. I don't want to call these guys these guys small, but for a smaller guy, he's he's really tough. He runs hard, so we'll see what happens. But I think at the end of the day, we're you're talking about JJ Judd. Uh, Jefferson's going to wait and see next year. I don't anticipate him signing a contract in the offseason just because he wants to know who the quarterback of the future is, see how he performs. 
if he feels good in like training camp, then maybe he signs that contract. Like, hey, I see potential in this guy. Otherwise, he's going to join Joe Burrow. He's too competitive. He wants to win. He's going to win. The Bengals can't sign him, though. They can't have the money? They're not going to have the cap space. No, but I get your point. Vikes fan 47 from the pool. Love it, man. Yeah, awesome. But he... He brings up he brings up a great point though, like about about uh, like uh, quarterback of the future, and Justin Jefferson's going to want to see kind of what happens before he signs a contract. Sure. Okay, you're telling me you go up to Justin Jefferson in um, March, like a month before the draft, and say, "Hey, so we're thinking about." I guess you'd have to do this in February. We're thinking about not offering Kirk. Kirk's a free agent. We could make him an offer. We could give him like a three-year offer because he wants to stay in Minnesota. Or we could draft Shadur Sanders. Or we could draft like any of these five or six quarterbacks that are lighting it up in college football. Or we think we can move up to get well, Drake May. Say, hey, JJ, you want to play with Shadur Sanders or a 36-year-old Kirk Cousins, a 37-year-old Kirk Cousins? He's going to say, no. That doesn't sound exciting to me. Yeah. So, well, and... And the thing about this whole whole thing, too, is at 0-3 in, like, today's game, I mean, Kirk is doing – you can say it's not Kirk's fault, but, but Kirk is doing nothing to bring Kirk back. So, like, they are going to – like, O'Connell might be a reflective dude, and I think he's a pretty smart guy, but he's also not going to say, you know what, all the quarterback play was on me if I had just done, you know, a ton more. Um, and we are – and look – Today, officially, I think we are we are back in teeth clencher season. Oh, big like time. we're getting we're we're getting the. I just want to give a hot take, and I can't think what I should say. We're getting that guy back. You know, last year things started to go smooth, and I feel like teeth clencher gave way to. Hey, I'm getting hit a lot, but we're winning games. Um, I feel to. I think today was like full. I don't know anymore. Yeah. And again, I get it. You know, the guy threw for 367 yards and three touchdowns and had a passer rating of, well, 97.7. It was over 100 before that last interception. And so can you say, is it his fault necessarily that they lost the game? But um, but it's not always about avoiding fault. If 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 the whole premise of football was for 53 guys to avoid being blamed or avoid being at fault for a loss, would you win games? Hey, guys, today, our goal is to go out there it's on not. that football field and we're going to avoid being at fault for, for whatever happens. Whatever happens today, it's not going to be it's not going to be my fault. Is it going to be your fault over there? Right. No, you need guys that can and even after you've thrown for 367 and three. Right. Well, guess what? It's 28 to 24 and there's 40 seconds on the clock and you're in the red zone. I know you've already thrown for 367 and three. We need seven more to win this game right now. Right. And 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 we went into the season knowing pretty much that there were going to be games where we had to outscore teams like our defense might put on some pressure at times. And I mean, they blitzed a lot. Now, Herbert's just that good. But, you know, the defense, you didn't know. Nobody expected it was going to be fantastic. I mean, I think we we talked about ideally it's like the 20th ranked right between. 15 and 20. And so we knew what the price of poker was. And the price of poker was you're going to have to go out there in a game like this. I mean, the, the over under showed this and outscore them. And you didn't make enough plays. Now, is that on O'Connell as well? Absolutely. But, you know, when you're basically gifted the ball in the red zone and the clock is running down, that mainly comes down to one guy. And that's what can your quarterback do? Yeah. And then one more thing on this, and we'll, and we'll, uh, keep it rolling here, but 
another a box score thing. If you're just hunting through the box score here, you would say you would counter everything we just said by saying, well, I'm OK, guys. Uh, the Chargers defense had 13 quarterback hits in this game. The Vikings defense had five quarterback hits on Justin Herbert. So what, what are you supposed to do when your quarterback's getting hit like that? Well, OK, let's get out of the box score here and let's go back and use our eyes. How many times did Justin Herbert, because he's just more athletic, he's he's better, like he's a better quarterback. How many times did he avoid something that would have been a hit or a sack or a, a, a strip sack fumble, right? And move, scoot out to the left, buy himself time, and make a big play. He went from getting hit. No, nope, oh, I'm not going to get hit because I'm super athletic and I'm awesome. I'm going to roll out over here, keep this play alive. Boom, first down, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why the box score looks the way it does sometimes. And all of that can be true. And Ed Ingram sucks. Like, bo- all of all of what I just well, said right. can be true. And the other thing that can be true is Ed Ingram well, sucks, okay? The, the defensive lines or I'm sorry, the lines, defensive and offensive lines, are not sufficient. Like, that, that that's just, true, too. Just we, camera shaking as he's pounding the get, table. I'm pounding the table. We get excited when Jonathan Bullard makes a stop on fourth down. Do you know why? Because no one does that ordinarily. Yeah. Like, that's that's not a play. Pat Williams called that day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. The Vikings used to do that all the time. Yeah. <sighs> all right, who's next on? Vikings Vent Line here, Purple Daily YouTube channel. I know, too. Let's go to RJ next year. RJ, what's up, buddy? RJ, Vent Line. I'm I'm great, guys. Like I was like I think today is a great opportunity for a lot of Minnesota sports fans for some like self reflection. So um, the last time I think I got emotionally like really worked up over a Minnesota sports team was the Walsh kick. And my wife asked me after I was I was fuming. She's like, "Why are you so mad?" And I was like, and I like didn't have a good answer. And I was like, "Babe, that's such a good question." And I think that like that. Day was the last day I got really upset, and I just like I all that I had bottled up. I just let it, you know. I just, it was like a dove. I just let it fly away, like a, like you know, yep. like a balloon at a birthday party, and it was gone. And so that is why to fast forward to today, um, as Kirk Cousins ran twenty five seconds off the game clock and threw an interception that was seven seconds left to lose the game. I just started laughing hysterically because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> at that point in time, you, you know what I mean? What's happened, dude? Dude, you yeah. snapped. No, man. It is like I, I am a graduate he's, he's of the Judd laughing, Ogets. Man, laughing maniacally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. It is like I am I am just, Yeah. I am a I am a proud graduate of the Judd Ogad school of sports cynicism. Um and there you know, that's why I just don't get too caught up in this anymore. I said today that, you know, I think I saw some of the uh the FM guys tweeting today about like, you know, how how bad the Chargers wanted to give this game away. And I just kept I just kept tweeting back at them, give it time. Don't worry, guys. Just give it time. We'll figure it out. We got this. We got this. Whenever we think we got this, we got this. So, and um, so I, I, I thought coming into today, two quick things before we're done. Um, the best thing that could have happened for the long term for the season was the Lions and the Packers winning, um, because I had heard all week that hey, listen, if we win and things work out as far as like the division works out, we're actually kind of like technically in a tie for first place. And you're like, no, no, that's that's not what we want here. Like just watch the games, guys. That's not what we want. Yeah. And also in closing, uh, how mean spirited for the people at Target Field to put the end of that game on for those poor people waiting for this for those hungover baseball team to take the field to subject them to that at the end of the end of this football game. Oh, just oh, oh, one happened? last quick thing. They, they, they put the end of the Vikings game on yes, the Target Field. They did. They showed the end of the they showed the end of the end of the Vikings game on Target Field. Um, and also one last thing. 
why is it that Kevin O'Connell um, transforms into PJ Fleck inside the 20? Yeah, dude. We'll leave it at that. Well, we'll leave it so, at that. Yeah, RJ, great stuff. Here. Crash I, for I Caleb, please. Crash for Caleb. I love how RJ RJ hit the point that a lot of Vikings fans, I feel like, from the 70s, like if you grew, if you're an old school Vikings fan, you kind of hit that point after the fourth Super Bowl loss where you're like, I'm still a fan, but I'm no longer going to. My soul is no longer going to be ripped out of my body every time they lose. I'm going to create some distance. And RJ has reached that point. Um, anyways, sorry. Continue on here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go next to Jordan, who is sad. That's, a, that's in the comments. Yeah. Jordan, sad. Hey, I'm glad I followed up RJ, man, because he's got it right. I'm the same way now, man. I was watching that game, and I don't even react. I just watched the screen with the blank stare. I just drove all night long from Philadelphia, and I'm in Wisconsin right now, so I'm probably gonna freaking cut out with the freaking. Oh, sorry, it's gonna be really hard for me not to swear. Honestly. <laughs> no, I mean you. You did. You pulled a Kirk Cousins and said "frick," so I think yeah. we're good. Yeah, frick. Dang it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I drove all night long, and then I, you know, I've been up for like probably 15, 16 hours at this point, and just to watch that game, and I, you know, it's just I hate my life. So, so hey. what do you want now? Do you want them to do you want them to win some games, or are you are you looking at the draft? Where are you at mentally? Well, the thing is, I would be great. Like we've had guys on the show talking about trade, not you know trading all these guys away, and you guys talked about it too. It's never going to happen. This team's going to end up going five hundred. You know, they're going to get a middle pick. It's going to be the same crap every single year, man. The only thing we can do as Vikings fans is we got to go to Surly. That's the Surly hat right here, and we got to just drink. Drink, drink until we don't remember that we're Vikings fans anymore. That's all I got, boys. Peace out. <laughs> See you there. there See you there. Bye. Good call. Sad Jordan on the road, road tripping across. You know, they don't even have uh, one bar in some of those areas. Like, I mean, one bar of service. They have plenty of bars yeah, they in got, Wisconsin. I it's mean, like Wisconsin. They got service. every small town's got one of not two bars. Yeah. And of course, like they then if they have, they come back down 17 in the fourth quarter today and start the season two and one after losing Aaron Rodgers. To uh, the Jets, yeah. Then I believe, if I saw this correctly, pregame the Packers were without was it five offensive starters alone, something like that. Uh, yeah. Four, four for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, is always out. Before we get back to the vent liners here, let's shout out our friends at Ugly Deck and UglyDeck.com. Oh, been, it's uh, gonna put a smile on your helping face. a lot of Purple Daily listeners. Yeah. Exactly right. You know what? Look, look at the, this deck. That was the Vikings today. Now these guys, they, they're like the Vikings of 2022. And here's why uglydeck.com offering a reserve my deck package now special for the DIY homeowner who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge moolah for a, a, Limited number of customers who reserve their deck package now. UglyDeck.com offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will then deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st of next year, and you'll be the smartest DIY cat on the block, saving as much as $10,000 on your deck build. Remember, with Ugly Deck, you get free plans, a free coach, access to their online deck build academy, and they will install uh, your footings and ledger. You do the rest and save. Uglydeck.com. Click on the Reserve My Deck Package Now button, and you too can be celebrating instead of mourning because Ugly Deck's going to make your home look better. Amen. Hey, uh, so, well, I don't know what the vibe's going to be for the Vikings going into next Sunday's game, but we know the vibe at Park Tavern is going to be hot because that's where we're going to be holding a watch party and a live Vikings vent line. Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Judd, tell the audience. 
It's going to be uh, it's going to be a great time. And here's the thing. You talk about a therapy session. Well, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the therapists are going to make a house call at Park Tavern. That's right. So we, we can the doors are going to op- open at eight full kitchen. And uh, then we will be there. I would say around 11 o'clock. The game starts at noon. Get there early, though, to get your seat and and it's going to be a watch party, so we can all commiserate about the Vikings during the course of the game. And then post-game, it turns into a live vent line, plenty of seating. We're going to be in the 11th frame, which also has an attached uh, deck to it, plenty of TVs. So there should be plenty of room. It's going to be a great time. Park Tavern, St. Louis Park, Louisiana Avenue South. Join us next Sunday. Again, doors open at 8. Let's all get together and commiserate, tip a few beers back, eat some good apps and have some fun. Yeah. We, uh, we always love meeting as many of you as possible at these events. We've done some, some live event lines. We obviously have our annual draft party, so we're super pumped to meet you guys and uh, don't be shy. Come on up, say hi, cheers a beer. And we can talk about maybe the future of Minnesota Vikings football. Caleb Williams right now. Let's talk about Caleb. That's Owen three start. Okay. Dex who's next on Vikings vent line. All right, let's go to Jake next year on Vikings vent line. Jake, what's up, buddy? going on guys uh, hey jake sad day out here in the northwest uh me and this guy are really oh. feeling it but uh yeah um my dad wrote in on the saturday show and he he called it out there you know soft this team is just purely soft I, I they have no tenacity i don't see any like vigor come out of them when they're really getting down you know that fight um you know i think the biggest point i want to make though is i think the honeymoon phase with uh with the coach is over I'm, i mean last year we got a little bit of you know juice from that i like what o'connell's doing i like the offense but the play calling is just not there in the right times. You know, we see the run game start to churn a little bit, even with Madison struggles, you're getting five, six yards of carry. And then we go into these long developing passing plays when we're making moves and we're holding the clock, but we're killing our defense at the same time. Keep putting them back on the field so quick with these stalls. Um, I just don't know. I think Quezzy gets a lot of flack, you know, for the roster building. I think we pick point, pinpoint players that are bad and having bad games, but the coaching, this comes down to coaching, get these guys going. Like where are, where's the, going into 0-3 like playoffs are pretty much gone now and now we're talking about the draft already I just coaching's got to have some tenacity and some fire to get these guys going um I, I don't know what else to do you got the you got the talent but it's just not there yeah so Jake oh look at this that I've been holding on to since last oh that's week. an old school one from last year thank you that's we awesome picked it up in uh on the Thanksgiving game we flew out to Minnesota the family and I uh, saw our first game there at U.S. Bank so we, we snagged one of these I thought I might get a drink it with, with a Super Bowl win but I'm probably gonna die knowing this team <laughs> 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 so, there it is man yeah. coaching coaching man all comes down to coaching thank so. you Jake appreciate you coming on here Jake. supporting this the surly before I die um Is where are you really at with talent do they really have the talent? Like they, they have some talent. I mean, they don't Justin have the Jefferson. they don't have the trenches talent. No, they don't. I, I was going to say I think at certain positions they certainly have above average, and in the case of Jefferson, a superstar player. Do they really have the talent though? I don't know about that. No, I don't they, think well, they do across the board. They don't up front on either end of of like the down linemen on defense are just a bunch of guys, bunch of random dudes. And even Harrison Phillips, like he's well, a good player, a but point. he's just, a, yep. he's just kind of, he's a, he's like an, a he's, slightly above average player. And that's their best player a, on the defensive line. He's not a run stopper though, really. Like he's, he's an okay guy. He's, he's not, a, he is a guy that you like having on your roster, but can he carry the day there? Absolutely not. I'll tell you the other thing that's biting them in the tush right now, big time, Marcus Davenport. He's played four snaps in three games, unavailable again today. I don't know when he's back. 
But if you guys recall, that whole thing was supposed to be, he had a chance to prove himself playing opposite Daniil. It was going to be, you know, okay, dude, if you can come in and even be a semblance of Zadarius Smith, who, if you guys recall, early last year was fantastic before he got hurt. And we all knew DJ Wanham's a backup. Like he is, he's playing a lot. He is not good enough to play. That is another misjudgment on a guy who, by the way, the resume said, be careful. He's hurt a lot. Be careful yeah. of this. There's a reason why you're going to get him on a make good. Um, that decision now looks awful because I don't know when he's going to play. And the four snaps that he played in Philadelphia a week ago, Thursday, um, were just awful. And then he couldn't play, and now he didn't play again today. It's decisions like that that can make and break things. Like, they seem small, but they're incredibly important. And it's like, okay, let's say he joins the party in a week or two. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks, I mean, thanks awesome. a lot for that. Cool, man. Yeah. Like he, It's like walking into the party. Uh, All right, I'm here. You're yep. two, two and a half hours late to the... Uh, to, yep. uh, like the gender reveal party or something or whatever it is, or the su- surprise party. He's walking up and like the surprise is happening. It's like, dude, the, the season's over, man. It's 0-3. All right, Declan, who's next here on Vikings Ventline? All right, let's go to Jordan next year on Ventline. Jordan, what's up, buddy? What's going on, everybody? Hey, Jordan. I have a couple of points. Um, I'm a longtime caller, or not caller, but listener. Called in a couple of times um, over the past few years. But the lack of ineptitude of our interior defensive line is a big issue. The Vikings have not drafted a first-round draft pick for a defensive tackle since 2003. Since the Williams wall, we have not been good. You can maybe consider 2019 that we are decent. Yeah. But even then, it's been forever. You look at all the top teams that are in the NFL, all of them have top-of-the-line top defensive lines. All of them. Mm-hmm. And even if, even if we didn't turn over the ball, we probably would be winning games, but we're never going to win the Super Bowl until we fix that issue. The interior, you know, offensive line is an issue, but you can also fix that if you had a mobile quarterback. We don't. There were times in that game today we get a bunch of pressure when we're rushing six, rushing seven. Justin Herbert somehow evades it. Mm-hmm. You know, we get one sack. That was a strip sack, quote unquote, whatever. But that was kind of a fluke play at the end of the day. But we're still rushing five, six, sometimes even seven players to get even relative pressure. And we end up only getting one sack out of it. So, and it's, I don't think it's, you know, the Chargers line is definitely better, but it's, it's not great by any means. So I think if we were to fix that issue, that's one thing to consider as well. And I did some rough math on turnovers. And every single turnover that we've had, the fumble on the Tampa Bay 26, that was a minimum of at least three points we gave away. The, Tampa, uh, the fumble on our own 30, Tampa Bay scored a field goal, interception on our own two. That would have been at least three points. All in all, it equates to roughly 30 points that we did not get. Either that we didn't get or they end up scoring on. Yeah. Wow. You know, so those yeah. those alone, that's three games. That's 10 points. You know, we yeah. easily could be three and oh. But and these are one score games. Yeah. Oh, all of, yeah, absolutely. And my other point, I Madison just as as the ugly ugly decks we said earlier, he's flaccid. He's soft. <laughs> <laughs> it's just soft, no. soft is the word is the word yes. of the day here. S A W F T soft <laughs> most certainly is. And you know, a couple of you know positives. Jordan Addison is a is a dog. I think he's gonna be incredible for the future. Um and then one thing I just wanted to leave you all with 
is if we somehow end up doing the Kirk Cousins end up 500, do you think Quasey has the audacity to trade up? Ooh, Jordan, great stuff here, Jordan. We're going to say goodbye to Jordan. To trade up, do you think he would trade up for a quarterback, which they've never really done that? Well, no, I think he should, but I, I have no idea. I don't know how he thinks now. Like, there's, there's very little he's done that I can get my head around exactly. So I don't know. Should he? Depending on where they're slated to draft, absolutely. But I don't know. Um, I will say this though, having been here and watching Herbert, the one thing that I would like to, in some ways, correct is because when we say mobile quarterback i think we think about a guy that can run a lot and runs for you know lots of yards basically josh allen or aaron Rodgers at the start of their careers what justin herbert did and again people should go back and watch this Mm -hmm. what justin herbert does more than more than like scramble really officially is he navigates the pockets this is what we've talked about Mm -hmm. for a long time did you guys see i i swear to god he was doing it on purpose they knew the floors because the only way that the that the Vikings can really win is to blitz, which I a- agree with. Donna Shell didn't do that enough. But did you guys see the amount of times, and I think Herbert rope-a-doped him, that he would allow the pressure to get near him, but he's got that release that's like this. Jay Cutler had that. Mm-hmm. Not as good a quarterback, but that same release. And it was almost like Herbert would fool the Vikings into thinking that they were about to get home, and then poof the ball would come out because he would just move slightly. I think he navigates the pocket unbelievably well without turning into a scrambler. And we've said this, Kirk does not navigate the pocket well. It's why he needs to be in the boot so much because that's literally taking him out of the pocket. But I'm talking about just the pressure gets around you and you're literally like surrounded by this cloud, right? It's a cloud of defensive players and you just go bang or or you change uh, the angle of the pass and you come out three quarters herbert did that magnificently i think today was a tutorial on when you say well what can the vikings do it's not kirk's fault tutorial on okay watch justin herbert watch kirk and you tell me that those guys are playing the same game yeah i mean it's just i mean and then and then imagine at some point if you could get four to five years of a cheap version of that sort of even like a diet version of it and now you've got extra money and resources to go after your defensive tackle in free agency, right? There's just, I don't know. It's um, for, for every time someone says, well, you got to be careful what you wish for. You could wind up with another Christian Ponder or Tavares Jackson. My retort is, well, you could also wind up with Josh Allen, although you can make a case that he struggled the last couple of years with turnovers, not today, or Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts, right? Vikings fans, I get why you're so negative and pessimistic and like Christian Ponder, this, that, or the other, right? But at some point, if you keep taking shots, you will find your franchise stud quarterback again. It will happen, but you have to take a shot on it. So, all right, let's keep rocking here. Vikings vent line on Purple Daily. Let's go to RJ again, or a new RJ, I should say. What's up, RJ? What's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, man. Love the jersey. Hey, thanks. Uh, Unfortunately, they're making me regret getting this at training camp in August. You know, I, I wish we could go back to last year, uh, but it's coming back. You know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of it went our way last year, and uh, obviously that's not the case. It's like they take pride in making it as hard as possible to win, and then they wear that as a badge of honor, and unfortunately it's just not going our way. Um, first off, love the show. Hashtag uh, Surly. Before I die, got it at training camp in the fall, and this is my son, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Hey, Matthew. What's up, dude? 
<laughs> Looks like a young Phil Mackey. Yeah, I look at that. that. So, uh, you know, with, with this, I guess I got some reckless speculation. Oh, well, okay. We'll hit you with. Hold on a second. We'll make it official here. Reckless speculation. Awesome. Okay. So, first off, I think Declan hit it on the head, recapping our playoff loss to New York last year. Um, in terms of Kirk, the best chance that we had to win a championship and win the Lombardi with Kirk was last year. We missed our moment. Everything fell into place. The luck was on our side. We were winning those tough games. And unfortunately, I still am a Kirk fan, and I think he's a great quarterback, but it's just nothing's clicking this year. So it's like if we're going to tank and we're going to do it, I say pull the trigger and trade Kirk to New Orleans because Derek Carr just got hurt, and they do have a first-round draft pick. Again, reckless speculation, shoulder injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out. And I don't know where the cap space is in that situation is you could do a clean swap trade for Derek and, and uh, Kirk. But again, I don't know if you're in any better of a situation quarterback wise, as I do believe Kirk is better than Derek, but reckless speculation. And then a hot take for you. Um, I love KOC, but I'm just going to say it. Fire KOC. And Whoa. Whoa. Um, I called my firing in 2019. Um, and I just can't see it in terms of the talent. B flow is doing as much as he can with this defense. But in terms of the offense and everything that we're supposed to be seeing, we're not. And I'm sorry that 20 second runoff, call it Kirk. You know, Judd, you had said it earlier in terms of being able to read the mind and soup up that car for Kirk. That's what KLC is supposed to do. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. I'm not saying it's fully on KLC, but. I'm just kind of sick of it, and I just want to see something happen. So it's frustration. I wow. do, but um, wow, dude, I don't know. wow, wow! You, you just called for his head. Essentially, like that's yeah. more I, the frustration. You just right called now, for the so. man to be removed from yeah. the, the main office. TCO is better Center. than me because he didn't get fired up. I'm fired up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love it, man. RJ, thanks for coming on, dude, and uh, we appreciate Let's you go. supporting the show here, coming in hot, just firing everybody. All right, who's next on Vikings event line? Who's getting who's getting fired next? Let's uh let's go to Tristan here. Tristan, what's up, buddy? You're on Ventline. How are you? Guys, Tristan, we, we, there we go. We got you now. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh so I'm coming in with more of a reality check for a lot of fans. You know, it'd be nice to get a Pac-12 quarterback because as we all can see, they're playing amazing. All of them from Oregon to obviously USC Caleb Williams. Shooter Sanders, but we know the Vikings, we know the Wilts, they're not going to give up, they're going to go out and they're going to try their best, and they're going to try to do it with the squad they got, with Harrison Smith, who by, who is looking amazing in my opinion, he's actually playing to his contract, to his veteran status, and I mean, I don't know if that's what you guys think, but in my opinion, I don't think they could ever give up on what they got right now. They don't want to get rid of Daniil because Daniil's a draft pick for the Vikings with the Wilfs, in my opinion, so they wouldn't want to give him up. But just curious what you guys think. Love the show. Long-time listener. Great fan. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. I think at this point, you need to separate emotion, you need to separate ego, and you need to take between now and the trade deadline, which is a few weeks away take a really long, hard look at how you're going to build a roster for 2024 and beyond. You're not doing anything this year at this point. I'd love to sit here and argue, 
God, if you yeah. just keep look at how many they're racking up yards. There's a lot. There's a you could twist it into a pretzel and say, if if this or this ball bounces this way, if you just complete one extra pass, you know, inside the goal line or inside the five yard line, doesn't matter. You're own three. You got Kansas City coming up in a couple weeks. You got the 49ers. You're you're probably like at best you're going to be two and five going into week eight if you beat Carolina and if you beat the Bears. Right? I think those are the other two teams on your schedule. Yeah. So I don't want to hear about like, well, we really like Daniil as a draft pick from a few years ago, and we really like Kirk as a human, this or that. Like, how do you win more games in 2024, five and six, and compete for Super Bowls? That's where your decision making should be rooted, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that I think the um, potential uh, shopping and trading of of Hunter, assuming he would waive his no trade, and I think he probably would is incredibly realistic. I'm with you. I don't think Kirk, I don't think there's any team that Kirk would accept a trade to. And I don't think that's how Kirk rolls because again, I think he would need to be guaranteed a contract well beyond 2023. Um, But yes, I think, I think at the deadline, you should shop guys. Here's the problem until we see it happen with the Wilfs actually being in charge of this team until we see it happen. I won't believe it. Ngakwe got traded in what, what was that 2020 he was the one guy and they just acquired him and he was not a fit um but you tell me deadline deep deals and seasons that have gone wrong how many moves have the Vikings made to for the future now can Quasi change that perhaps he can but again I don't understand how he operates necessarily and I'm not sure I like it in fact it might be my statement tomorrow my hot take because there's a lot of things roster construction wise that are beginning to frighten me here um Guys, I looked down on the bench today, and you know what I saw? I saw the 2022 draft class, for the most part, contributing as much as Judd Zolgad did. Osimo can no longer get on the field. They will not mm-hmm. play him anymore. He's a special teams guy. Seen is a special teams guy. Um, let's just go through that draft. A, a, a Caleb Ingram. Evans pulled a Jose Canseco today. Yeah, yes, yeah, he tipped the ball. And, he, he, like, so – I. The more I think about this, I'm getting you can't you can have a draft class get off to a slow start. You can't lose a draft class like this. Like this draft class is almost a lost cause. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Yes. I'm telling you. Like I think seen and Asamoa and and um it felt like they they were on a Pop Warner football team waiting for the game to end to get their treat tickets. Because they sure as hell weren't playing. You know, hey, here's your treat ticket, kid. Good good job. But I didn't play. Well, you'll maybe play in three years. That whole draft class is a complete lost cause for the most part. And and you could say, well, Ty Chandler, though, they still don't trust him. Like, well, if they trust three times. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. I think he has six carries on the season now. Yeah, he has, he's doing nothing. Like he's a he's and, a theory. And you recall when we thought and you recall when we thought that this was going to be um somewhat of a rotation, right? Like, I didn't realize they were going to bell cow Madison. If you had come to me and told me that, I would have been like, oh, no, no, no. They're bell cowing him. And he's dropping the ball. That forward progress, that was the grace of God that they screwed up that call because that was a fumble. Yeah. All right. We uh, we should shout out our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine here real quick. And we'll, we'll get to a few more event liners. We still have some show left here for you guys, this therapy session. But at Power Lodge and Miller Marine... What they're doing right now, now that it's fall and then eyes on winter, 
they are offering free storage with the purchase of a new boat here at the end of sort of boating season. You could double the value if that new boat is a luxurious Bennington with unbeatable employee pricing stacked on top of rebates. This is the best time of year to buy. There's nothing wrong with uh, getting out on the water in the fall, too. Okay, it's going to be like 80 degrees next weekend. Maybe some throttle therapy is what you need here in the next few weeks as a Vikings fan. I need it right now. Like I can tell you right now, I'm still pissed off. I'm, I, I, you know what? It doesn't do me any good when this team is this disappointing. I need throttle therapy right now. And I would love nothing more than to leave this stadium right now and get on a Bennington and get out there, perhaps get a surly, take a deep breath and relax. So, you know what? You've got the advantage because I have to be here. You don't get out on your Bennington and enjoy throttle therapy. I'm stuck talking about this disappointing football team. Throttle therapy on and off the water, as we'll talk about in the coming weeks at millermarine.com and powerlodge.com. Uh, you know, the Vikings can't win and they haven't won for a long time, but you can win courtesy of the Minnesota lottery, Judd. Tell them how. That's very well put, Phil. In fact, I, I will not only tell you how, I will show you how because I have right here a recently purchased uh, ticket from the Vikings scratch game, which, of course, is the official scratch game of the team because, as Phil said, for five bucks, guess what? You can win big. In fact, you could win up to $100,000 or second chance prizes that include season tickets or an away game trip. How, how does that sound? That's mm. officially exciting. The Minnesota Lottery, just say I'm in. It must be 18 or older to play. Um, the Vikings are struggling, but the Minnesota lottery offers you some hope. All right, let's keep rocking here. A little therapy session, uh, hour and 20 minutes in, please click the subscribe button and the like button too on the purple daily YouTube channel. As we look to keep growing this awesome community. Who's next Declan. All right, let's go to uh rich next year. Rich. What's up, dude. You're on. Like, hey. I was almost falling asleep. Oh, well wake up, rich. What's going this on? The game. Like, I just don't. Okay, Declan, Phil, Sports Dad, I love y'all. I tune in all the time. Every day, it's like my more, it's my ritual to turn in, but thank you. We got a lot of stuff going on with this team. Like, this team is really, I heard it all, soft, they're all that. But you know what they're not? We're falling back into what we thought they was before. Bad clock management, you know, bad situational plays. We're not, we're not getting our team. We're not getting us in the situations where, and that everybody keeps saying, well, we need to fix this, fix that. We need to fix that interior offensive line. It's bad. I don't care who you are. If you're Tom Brady, you cannot be back there and be successful when you got pressure in your face. That's why I got, I don't know who to hit with the hammer. <laughs> he's, he's got and, a hammer. <laughs> and I don't know what pipeline to cut off. <laughs> but something needs to be cut off. Love it. I love and it. We need, right, we need think, Rich to I bring the hammer like, every week on this show. At the end of the game, at the end of the game, once we got that first down, I thought that, I mean, I, I I played quarterback myself, but it was at a young age. You clocked the ball right then and there. Right. You know, I don't care what the coach says, anybody says, it's in-game situations that we're not taking advantage of. 
And, and I clocked the ball. I come up and clock. I clocked the ball. We blew like 20 something, 30. I don't know how many seconds we blew. But mm-hmm. I'm screaming at the television, clock the ball, clock the ball. And everybody's walking around. Dude, I've seen them in certain situations in the game. They're running to the ball. But at this critical point in the game, you're everybody's walking around. After he caught that first down pass, everybody's walking around. He's looking for the referee. Everybody's just walking, though. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Someone when you're needs in to that lead, position, lead. Yo, the Chargers coach is a bum. He's a dud. Yeah. Hey, I like Randy on here. This is the dud stable needs to go to our coach's staff. <laughs> and you know the the first person that I would come on, Kurt. You've been in the league for too long. Bleep what the Kurtz, what the coach says. Clock the ball. Thank you. You tell your team in the huddle, hey, we get this first down, we're clocking the ball. We don't have timeouts. And Rich, we lose so we lose so much time. It Rich just, it just blows me up. Rich love it, man. Rich bringing the hey. hammer. A new segment here on Vikings Ventline. It's the Rich Hammer. Bringing that hammer. I'm hammering KOC. I'm hammering the staff. I'm hammering the, the. We cannot continue to go into the draft or anything. We don't. We don't fix our interior off. We don't fix our offensive line. I don't care yeah. who you are, Tom Brady, anybody. If you're not fixing it, he can't throw the ball if you don't have protection. I don't. I don't know who Ed Ingram has photos of at this point, but Ezra Cleveland too, by the way. Brian O'Neill was bad today. Yeah. Mm. Who's next on Vikings Vent Line? All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Derek next year. Derek, what's up, buddy? Hey, Derek. Hey guys, how you doing? You know, we're uh, we're getting through this therapy session here. God. I mean, I had to watch the first half from like Curious Sports Complex. I live here in Peoria and consider watching my son play baseball, so at least I had something to kind of distract me from it. But then I got back. And then I got really depressed. And the biggest depression was watching literally simultaneously Jordan Love throw a perfect back shoulder fade to Romeo Dobbs while we watched Kirk Cousins ask his coach if he can spend the night at his friend's house. Yep. It was so embarrassing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then I would just – and then this is the last thing I want to touch on. Last thing. Why did I fall for liking KOC? Why didn't I just hate him like I did with Rocco? Please explain that to me. <laughs> wow. We got another. Right. Derek's I liked Rocco out. the first year. Just, didn't you like I, I liked I liked Baldelli in in 19. I did the 20 too. a little bit. He's always been a li- he's super player friendly. It's always been yeah, the biggest so question was always going to be, hey, when things well, yeah, it's the same sort when things go wrong. Yeah, how do you get are you are you able to? And to Rocco's credit, I think Rocco. I don't know that Rocco has lost clubhouses really. Um, I guess we'll find out with Kevin O'Connell here starting zero three, because it's 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 a lot easier to be a coach and to be player friendly and to be rah rah and yeah. giving those speeches every week and on the YouTube channel everything. You're winning games. It's all fun, but so, man, there's going to be some tension in that locker room like there's never been since he started coaching. So our, our friend uh, Kevin Seifer from ESPN has a note about the failure to clock the ball from O'Connell's press conference. And Seifer tweeted, O'Connell explained why he didn't instruct Kirk Cousins to clock the ball, but, quote, 
looking back on it, O'Connell said he wished he had told Cousins to do it, was basically trying to score before the Chargers were set. Okay, but again, then, this then, goes back okay. to what you're talking about. But then, but this goes back fine. to what you're talking about. For Kirk to be be like, no, I'm stopping the clock. Well, no, but don't stop. Then don't stop it. Do, but do something quick. Like right. that's they the didn't, thing. Though. That's the point. I don't give a rip who makes the decision. But if you're the quarterback in that spot, it doesn't have to be a spike. I like that idea. But go do it. What are you waiting for? Like you're waiting for a play call to come in. There's not enough time. And, and by the but way, that's if, you're, you, Ke- if yes. you're Kevin O'Connell and yes. you're asking that your quarterback, who's 35 years old, he's the third oldest quarterback in the NFL, makes $30 million in cash this season, right? That he needs to look over for permission on what to do, then that's on Kevin O'Connell. Like, dude. But, yes. but then again, if you're Kirk and you just work here and you need your coach to tell you what to do in that moment, I don't care. We can split the pie chart 50-50 on those guys. There shouldn't be 20 seconds of shoulder shrugging and confusion. Either right. go and up and quick snap it and catch him off guard or spike it, but be decisive as a veteran quarterback. But how are you going to quick snap it when the quarterback is weighed? Like that, that whole explanation defeats the purpose of what you thought you were trying to do. Oh, it's more, it's more maddening to hear the explanation. Beyond the fact that Kirk should be able to control that himself. So you're telling me O'Connell was trying to get a play call. If you have to talk to the quarterback in the headset, odds are the element of surprise is gone. And apparently he mentioned, O'Connell mentioned something about how the crowd was loud and excited. And it might have been hard for Kirk to hear what Kevin was trying to say because, you know, the crowd's popping for, they just converted, they're right on the doorstep of the end zone. But. It's just not an excuse. It's not. This is something that would be a problem for the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young because he's, you know, he didn't play today. Actually, the Panthers are winning right now on the road with Andy Dalton at the helm. It might actually be a tougher game with Andy Dalton as quarterback than Bryce Young. It's 13 to 12 at halftime. Panthers winning. If you've got your quarterback making his third career NFL start, he's probably not. He's swimming in it. Everything's moving fast you're probably not going to run an efficient two-minute offense, right? When you are 35 years old, you don't need to be looking to the sideline for permission. Well, but he tells me I need to. Then tell him to go bleep himself, to go this is the whole, frick himself. This is why, this is a large part of the reason why, or at least part of the reason, Zimmer got fired because we were going to get through this. Like, this was no longer going to be an issue of confusion, and I got to wait for this, and what are we supposed to do? But the explanation in and of itself makes no sense. If you were trying to get the play in quickly, then the play has to be in immediately, and you ran too much time off the clock for me to take that seriously. It's dumb. Let's go to, uh, let's go to our last vent liner here, our last therapy session of the day here. Let's go to John. John, what's hey, up, guys. Now? Um, What's up, John? Thanks for coming. Let me come on. Um, I wanted to address a few things. Um, just the inefficiency in the inside of the ten yard line, like that drive right before our last opportunity was just horrible. Like, look at the Eagles and what they do with Jalen Hurts and pushing him into the end zone. We had multiple opportunities to do so. Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to address kind of our corner depth. We're just not talented there. I think Brian Flores is actually doing a pretty decent job with what he's given. But, I mean, us, without Byron Murphy, we're the worst corner death in the league. But it was just 
we just don't have much talent there and they can't hang it with guys like Keenan Allen and luckily, well, I'm yeah. not glad that Mike Williams got hurt, but if Mike Williams would have stayed, it would have been horrible. Yeah. He's not talented at all on that side of the ball. Yeah. It was still pretty bad. It was still a, bad. Yeah. A Caleb Evans has a chance for a big game changing interception and has well, blew like both hands on the football and it bounces off his head into the arms and, of a wide receiver for a touchdown. Like, and we have not talked about uh, Keenan Allen's touchdown pass in which oh. Byron Murphy froze. So so Josh Metellus attacks it, which I'm sure he was supposed to do. So he was going to take, if if Keenan Allen had taken off and run, um, he was going to take him. And then if you go back and watch the replay, Byron Murphy like starts to watch the play. Mm-hmm. Mike Williams is behind you, dude. And it's a clear lateral. That was not a, well, I don't think it was a lateral. That was a clear, that's clear what that play was. What are you doing? You've got you've got to at least stay with them just for the formality of it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that last play of the game just summed the entire game up perfectly. Like mm-hmm. just not clocking the ball, not getting the play right, and then just interception to mm-hmm. interception to end the game. It did. Yep. John, thanks for rounding us out here and for uh, being patient. Appreciate you. Yeah, it was just I don't know, man. What a clown show. In some ways, you watch that game, you're like, man, look at the Vikings move the ball around. The Vi- Once again, it's another game where they're averaging over six yards of play on offense. They're going to wind up still top three in the NFL in yards per play offensively after three weeks. But then they do, whether it's fumbling or miscommunication between coach and quarterback, a defensive player having a ball bounce off his helmet into the arms of a Chargers receiver. It's just like, how many clown things have to happen <laughs> to start a season? No. Oh. Well, we can all find out together next week at Park Tavern to promote that one more time. It's going to be our first live vet line on location here this season. Our first live watch party, Park Tavern, St. Louis Park. The doors open at 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, breakfast served from 8 until 11. We're obviously going to go uh, live with the game. We're not going to be live on YouTube until after the game, but we're going to be there hosting and having a good time with the noon kickoff. We'll probably get there around 11 o'clock ourselves, but get there early. Uh, there's not going to be any reserved seating, so if you if you want a seat, make sure to get there early and um, come hang out with us and watch the Vikings' fourth football game of the season. That's right. We can all we can all comfort each other with the um, with the football therapy, the therapeutic ways of trying to work through this absolutely awful start by the Vikings. Yeah, plenty more from us at nine o'clock Central Time tomorrow morning. We're going to be live again on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Day after Vikings games, 9 o'clock Central Time, with our hottest Vikings takes, with Declan's pie chart of blame, silver linings, and then the best things we saw around the NFL watching Red Zone and some of the uh, later games. There was evidence, dude, of uh, Taylor Swift is wearing a Chiefs jersey in a suite. The Chiefs are up 31 to rip on the Bears. 31 to nothing on the Bears. Poor Bears. This was not I, a great week for the Bears to have to play in Kansas City, you know? No, it was not. <laughs> it was not. So, all oh, right, boys. Any Mahomes is hurt. Mahomes just got hurt. He's limping. Oh, yeah, he's limping. Bad ankle now. Hmm. Two weeks from now, Chiefs are toast here. Chiefs got no chance there. Looks like he stayed in the game. So Yeah, he's well, got, he's bad. Mahomes is fine. So, all right. Anything else from you guys? You guys good no, on this? I'm excited tomorrow. for tomorrow. Hot, yep. hot takes. Hot takes. I'm going to bring yeah. a fastball. Do you know what it is already? I got my fastball. Yeah, I think I do. Do you know what yeah, yours is already, Declan? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know what mine is too. There, there is a little bit. I got to tweak it just ever so slightly, but yes, the the, the bones of it are are there. Awesome. So we all know. We already know what our hottest Vikings takes are. We'll see if sleeping on it makes a difference. But uh, thank you, guys. You know, wins or losses, we're here for you after every single Vikings game. Vikings Vent Lines, the place to be. Uh, we try to make it the most interactive and fan-friendly show in all of Minnesota sports. And so thanks for helping us grow this thing. If you haven't already, click the like button, the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And starting 0-3 is uh, not the best way to go about that mission. Clock's ticking on me.